ready when you are to talk tapes. Hey. Hello. Welcome to the Heavy Hole. I'm Tom. I'm Big Will, a.k.a. Uncle Tape. How you doing, guys? I'm Justin. You know that. You're my friends. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, we're all your friends. <laughs> Permit guest Justin, J-Wall in the building. How you doing, Justin? Not too bad, Will. How you doing? I'm good, man. What's going on? How was the weekend? Oh, weekend was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really solidified my WrestleMania plans uh, coming up. A lot of, uh, of pro-wrestling coming up this weekend in New York City. Great, great. Att- attention. Also, uh, you know, watch for that heavy hole. You know, the, the first edition of our uh, wrestling-themed metal wrestling episode. Yeah, we got a bunch of those coming up. What's going on WrestleMania, man? I don't even know anything about it nowadays. Well, they're making it longer. I think uh, seven and a half hours is the runtime this year. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> no, not at all. For, yeah, for some reason, it's, uh, it's really, really long. It's a <laughs> no. huge infomercial for Are for you serious? The no, it really is going to be seven and a half hours. Yeah. I actually went last year uh, uh, when I was down in New Orleans, and... I was probably at the stadium from 11 a.m. and we were getting out around 10:30. And I, it was <laughs> terrible. I'll never wow. do it again. All right, watch man. it on the couch. It's way better. Yeah, I can't right. do that. Wow, I can never do that. Oh, Jesus! I, and I, I, I really like wrestling. That's too much. I know you do, and I'm, I, I'm feeling it now. Like I know what it's like to do seven hours of something. Even if you love it, I, yeah. I keep cool. it underground, man. I I haven't in a in a year or two, but I used to go out to Deer Park. There was like a in the in the, the on like Suburban Avenue. There's like a whole industrial uh, section, and there's lots of warehouses, and there's a place that has pro wrestling out there. And the I'll go every once in a while. Yeah, every every once in a while I'll go out there, or sometimes there'll be a, like a VFW spot or something, man. But I haven't I haven't been really invested in the WWE or the WWF, whatever, since. Uh, the last time I was really invested in it emotionally was probably um, uh, when Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were like beefing with each other. Oh yeah, a lot of emotion coming up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm a, I'm a big fan of shoot interviews. Actually, big influence on the oh, podcast was the shoot interviews. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was real sad when they let Hornswoggle go, go, but that's about it for me. Yeah, it was sad. They kicked yeah. him out of his house under the ring, and his uh, his father, Vince McMahon. Totally abandoned him. Can't believe that. I, he's shit. not doing bad. I seen him um, in in Center Reach. They had a, a some indie wrestling show. I forget what it was, but it was like a bunch of the old ECW guy. Sandman was there. Oh uh, yeah. He you know he stood up and he crushed the beer and he did his thing. It was great. And uh, you know they had a bunch of guys jumping around. It was it was cool, man. The indie wrestling shows are kind of fun. It's kind of like the death metal show of wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know. Completely agree. Yeah, man. Tom, yeah, what about so. you, man? Are you what are you are you doing this WrestleMania thing or what's going on? Nah, man. I don't have the stomach for it anymore. I just don't. <laughs> I'm, uh, for the drinking all day long, watching wrestling. You know, I'm jaded. I'm just upset all the time. Wrestling makes me more upset than usual. For some reason, but you know, here I am. Look, I, I did do something this weekend that I, I want to tell you people about, and you know, maybe don't take my word for it. But I, I watched that Motley Crue movie that's on Netflix, The Yikes. Dirty Dirt. Yeah, uh, it's real bad. Ooh. It's hard to watch mm. all the way through. I'm I don't watch uh, Netflix. I you know I, I, I mean every once in a while I'll catch something somewhere else, but I don't have it really at home or anything, man. I don't know. Well, Netflix used to be great, and now it's starting to suck a lot of peen. You know, don't oh. suck peen. Don't watch Netflix. I don't have a lot to add to this conversation <laughs> at this point. Well, look, I, I want to say this. You know, we talk about metal and like you know glam is a type of metal, and Motley Crue is that. So Ar- I thought Ar- just like let right. anyone who is listening. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, just don't bother. If you're 14 years old and for some reason Netflix is the only internet you have, then you should watch it because there's a lot of tits in it. But if you have other internet access, then, uh, you know, hmm. just find 
pornography because that's a bad idea. You don't have to hear all that Motley Crue. God, I don't know, man. I don't really. Yeah, I saw there's a um, there's an Elton John movie coming out now. I guess that's kind of like going to be the next riding the wave of like the Freddie Mercury movie. And I got a real problem with all these biographies about people who haven't even died yet. Like the story is yeah. not done. Yeah, like everyone yeah. in Motley Crue is alive today. Yeah. And you come out with this movie that's like, well, we did this, and now we're retired still, or something. I don't know, man. I, I don't care. Uh, to be honest with you, man, I, uh, I've i mentioned before, my day job outside of uh, death metal is, uh, you know, I work with people with disabilities and things like that, and I escorted uh, some people to watch a movie, to watch the, the new Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but I don't give a shit about these fucking comic <laughs> book movies. I don't care. I don't watch them. I watched uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spideyverse, actually, for my job a few months back. I think all these comic book movies, the live-action movie, they got to scrap the whole deal and just go animated with whoever, whatever studio did this Spideyverse. That was cool, but... But, but how are you going to get hunks, dude? How are you going to get hunks? I don't give a shit. All right, you guys are going to get me into the piss grave territory where I'm just ranting again. <laughs> Uh, and they showed all the coming attractions for these movies coming out, man. I don't give a shit what these perverts in Hollywood are putting out nowadays. I want to watch uh, YouTube documentaries about death. You know what I saw was really good? There's a guy, uh, the Metal Gamer YouTuber, uh, who interviewed Jeff Becerra from Possessed recently. He had a very, a very, I, I shared it on the Heavy Hole Podcast Facebook page. Alpha Omega, that guy. Is it Alpha? What, um, I don't know. He's a Metal Gamer guy. Well, uh, the the, the, the channel is called Metal Gamer. And the guy, that's like you know the guy, but he 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 did a long like Skype interview with Jeff. Jeff actually shows you scars from the infamous shooting. Goes on about that whole thing, everything he accomplished in his life. Talks about the new material and everything. Man, that was a really cool thing to watch. Yeah. So I don't feel like I missed out not watching this Motley Crue documentary. That's no, why. you haven't. Yeah, that's the point yeah. I want to bring to the table here, and I'm glad you were able to, uh, without seeing it, address my feelings on it because Ooh. it falls right there with the uh, uh, Marvel movies and too much. I don't of give a shit. I give a shit about death metal. <laughs> you, yeah, you have options, I, people. This Lord's a the Lord's of Chaos movie, too. Macaulay Culkin's brother, whatever. How many brothers? He's got a lot of brothers. I didn't go to art school in Manhattan. I don't give a shit. I listen to the the, the, the music. I'm a metalhead person. I don't care. Uh, but um, you guys want to ask me about my weekend or what? Come I'm, on. Hey, I'm, that, I'm getting that's, to that's it. How I'm, that's how I'm second into our, our thing. So, your hey. weekend, Will. How was it? Oh, that, uh, so nice of you to fucking ask. <laughs> This guy finally gets around asking me how my weekend was. You <laughs> so, had Saturday and Sunday. Now that, we pl- now that we plug Netflix and WrestleMania, man, we're not even getting <laughs> checks from these people. Um, this is real I, world shit. Will. Yeah, I went. I went. Yeah, <laughs> I went out to Lucky Thirteen. Believe it or not, I've never been to a show at Lucky Thirteen's to my detriment. I wish I had gotten out there sooner, man. They got strippers on the bar. Is that Park Slopes the, Lucky Thirteen? Uh, it's it's where it's some place that the map uh, quest Avenue. brought me uh, to the city. Anywhere anywhere west of Nassau County is New York City <laughs> to me. I don't know that shit. I'm from the Boondocks, but I went to Lucky Thirteen with my buddy Adam Rotella. We were going to see Dace Charge from Canada, but they couldn't get across the border. I know how that is. I got the the opposite problem. I can't get up there. Uh, that was a bummer. They were like a long running noise band, but Psycho from Boston did play, and I was so excited to see them. They're one of the bands that got me into all this shit. The drummer Charlie Infection does Infection Distribution and Fudgeworthy Records, and um. I ordered tapes from him and records from him back in the 90s, man, and he's still doing it. Uh, great to talk to him for a minute, man, and, and pick up a couple of vinyls and some tapes from him and watch Psycho play. Just a real, Psycho is just a real 
uh, bare, bare ass rock and roll, punk rock, kind of like early grindish bands, man. Real like speed, speed metal, punk, whatever you want to call it. I don't. I think they're they were like before there was genres. They're just like that crossover raw shit, psycho man. And um, Organ Dealer ripped the fucking place apart, man. Great Sweet. band there, yeah, yeah. Organ Dealers. Uh, I, I I guess you know. Hopefully they're coming back to playing shows after a period of not playing for the last few months, man. Because they're they're really they're ready to go, man. Homeboy cut off the dreads. They're more aerodynamic now. <laughs> yeah, flying. You know what I mean? Yeah, they do. You know they they, they scale weight. up a little bit less now. You know they can compete a little bit a little, little bit lighter. Well, they, I guess they're um, they're carving a nice uh, place for themselves in the grindcore community. Yeah, they're, co- they're they 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 ha- they definitely have absolutely man, and they have personality there and when they play people go fucking nuts that place went ape shit when they played man mm, would have been nice to see some of that energy for psycho but i get it man the kids haven't you know caught on yet you know to, to, to that legacy but speaking of psycho and that legacy uh charlie infection infection distribution one of the first guys i i started ordering tapes and and, and seven inch singles and records and all that from back in the 90s man he would send you like you order like one seven inch or one tape from him like four or five bucks in the mail right he sends you back like more more than what you even like ordered worth of like weight of postage he'd like you know like he'd spend more money sending you all the flyers and a zine and flyers for all his shit that he put out and then flyers for other shit from all over the world and that's like you one order from charlie infection and you were done you were ordering you had 10 demos coming to your house from 10 different countries the next week you know so what I mean? he was the original amazon model with all that excessive boxing uh <laughs> something like that yeah except that the, the, the boxing wasn't uh wasn't it was more like 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 they didn't send you the plastic part of the jewel case, some of the people, man, because it cost too much to mail it and shit. <laughs> they were stripped down postage. Hey, man, that's uh, blue-collar death metal, man. Yeah, that's man. what it is. So so it got me thinking. We didn't have a guest for tonight. We wanted to conversate a little bit, man. I, I said, let me tear up the tape box, and some of these tapes I got, are I ordered them from Charlie Infection back mm-hmm. in the day. Some of them have other origins, man, but we're going to talk about some really obscure uh, old-school tapes, demo tapes and you know release tapes or whatever, man. I got, like, my top five dead or alive. We might go a little bit further than that. We'll see how far we get, but we're going to talk about it, right? Just to let everyone know at home, uh, tapes, great format. Tape players, not cutting it sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. We, we went through three of them. Uh, actually, Travis from Roast Mortem picked me up. A really nice-looking JVC tape deck that he found in a thrift store. Sends me a picture. I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for a new one. Get me that. Brings it over. I take my sweet time plugging it in, and it just eats tapes right away. So that Dominator tape, gone. But uh, Will brought over another one, uh, a portable, that shot. So we're going to be playing off of other resources tonight, but we're going to be talking about tapes. Yeah, I'm bummed out. I got the yellow and gray Sony, you know, you dunk it in water version Walkman from back in the day. It did work up until like a year or two ago. I haven't used it in a long time, but now, you know, fresh batteries, it's not working. It's a bummer. But that is, look, people want to hate on tapes, you know, because they're coming back now and they're like a hip thing. It's a trend. They're coming. No, man. Cassette tapes and vinyl are the best format for death metal, in my opinion. I've said it many times. It carries the low end very nicely. The sound melts together in a, a great organic way. Paul from Blood Incantation, when we interviewed him, he he uh, articulated it very well about how there's certain things that are captured in the analog uh, fashion that you know that you can't really replicate digitally, and you you lose things in the digital. You know, and I brought some tonight. Um, you know, obviously we we wanted to have them playing on cassette in the background for the like authenticity. Mm-hmm. We really tried. Tom went through two decks on this cassette tape player that he had, this component kind of unit that he had. I brought over my old Walkman that I was positive was going to work. 
And um, as I was going through my tapes, there was like uh, more than a dozen that I, I was like, oh, shit. And then I, I realized, I looked it up. It's not on Bandcamp. It's not on YouTube. There's really no way for anybody who doesn't have it or who, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm not going to like whatever you do with cassettes, rip them or whatever. I'm not that high tech yet. So I kept it There's to no just things. There's no tape player that works. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kept it to just things that people can look up online and listen to because I wanted to be fair to the listeners because I don't want to be talking for 15 minutes about something and then you guys can't even go check it out for yourself. So so anything I talk about does have like a YouTube file and we're going to play it. You want to jump in? Anything yeah. else to preface this? Uh... No, no. I think uh, everyone knows what's up now. If you don't, then that's on you. The, but, ca- uh... the cassette conversation. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, put a dust mask on, you know, so you don't breathe in all the, uh, all the old fucking skin, <laughs> oh. mites, yeah. you know, your molds from 92. <laughs> Uh, forget Keep the about lungs it, clean. You know, it's about health and it's about community and it's about plastic. I, I have a box of <laughs> old zines and my old mail, like letters and stuff from when I used to tape trade a lot, man. And you do need a dust mask. I opened up the, the cardboard box and it was like hard. You were breathing it in. I had to close it back up, man. I got to go outside and open it up with a mask on. You know, it's it, they say, you know, like uh, when the ice sheets melt, all the all the permafrost melts. Yeah, and it releases you know ancient bacteria, possible ancient diseases in there, and I don't think it's that much different from an old shoebox filled with zines. Yeah, you just got it. it might be on a lesser scale, mm. but protect your family. You got yeah. the flu from '92 in there. You know they don't have that vaccine around anymore, so you can't be old and doing this. But anyway, that's a look. sick band. I love the flu from '92. It's fucking. <laughs> you just you just reminded me of that that band Glacial Tomb that you were talking about. Oh, that band was sick. Yeah, yeah. heavy. Yeah. All right, slow. So yes. oozing. So now speak wait, that's a, that's great. Speaking of heavy, slow and oozing. <laughs> first band I'm gonna talk about is Desolate from uh Massachusetts, circa nineteen ninety let's hold on a second, man. Where's my where's my notes? Call me open. Desolate I got ninety five. Yeah, yeah, that thank you. I got my notes <laughs> here. Yeah, man. This was actually uh released October thirty first, nineteen ninety five. Um, rest in peace first off to Todd Laskowski, uh, guitarist uh, on this recording uh, Just passed away last year actually as I understand um, The drummer on this recording is Eric Roy uh, Who also played drums on Scattered Remnants Inherit Perversion We'll talk about Scattered Remnants, I'm surprised we haven't already Don't worry, we're going to get to it for the listeners out there that, that know me That are like, Will, where's the Scattered Remnants talk? But um, Eric Roy played drums on the first two Desolate demos But uh, he, you know, he later left the band this is a great example of what uh, has been deemed Northeastern death metal. There's a new band that everyone should check out, Vomit Forth, uh, from Connecticut and uh, and New York. That kind of is like is is getting back like nostalgically to this style of it's it's more like a Massachusetts, upstate New York thing. I think from the '90s, man. Bands like Burial, Scattered Remnants, and this band Desolate is a great example of it. Very kind of churning. Doomy death metal. The slow parts aren't so much so so much like that Long Island at New York death metal breakdown hardcore influence. Mm. More like a doom influence thing. It's very evil and brutal and heavy, man. You know, yeah, it's it's lurching. There's some there's some fast parts in this, but overall, it's like got that menacing crawl and that yeah. push. You know, yeah, very uh, even like people know Disgorged or um, Morpheus descends. In Satanity, stuff like that, man. It, it is kind of a, a little subset of brutal death metal in the 90s, man. Northeastern death metal. And this is a fucking awesome tape. And the, and for the for the, the real underground sky remnants heads, it's kind of a sick connection that this guy Eric Roy played drums on this tape. So, you know, this, this, is, this is just really cool shit, man. The vocals are pretty manic. The more high, there's like, a, it goes between like that low end and this kind of like crazed 
grindcore scream that, that, that happens sometimes, too. Mm. Yeah, definitely that madman. See right there? That's crazy, man. Oof. Yeah, I love this, man. This is great death metal. Beautiful. Awesome guitar sound. Yeah, snare cuts nice. It's a good mix. Yeah, and really. This is, the, this is a night. This is gonna be a night of great uh, kick drums. Like me, good kick drum. Just well played, well executed, man. Yeah, this is this is death. This is just proper death metal right here, man. They got that evil atmosphere, you know. Hmm. That's one thing about, I, I guess, this kind of like northeastern death metal sound. I guess that's what we're gonna call it now. Is this? They they were brutal and uh, in, in, a, in a moshing, aggressive way, but they didn't really sacrifice that evil atmosphere for like that kind of like more like street level atmosphere that you get out of like a suffocation breakdown or like internal bleeding or dehumanized. You know, they this northeastern <clears throat> death metal was just more evil, man. It's like a little more cold, cold because you know possibly slightly north. Or yeah, maybe it's a little less pavement around. A little know, more in the like, woods. Yeah, a little more in the woods. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woods music. The only pavement is like at the gas station, and you know, like yeah, a, mile, all, a mile away. Yeah, that's all broken. Yeah. Cracks everywhere. Trees growing through it. Now listen to that man. Wailing guitar solos. This is a, this is beautiful stuff. Slipping a bonus tape in here. I said I was going to do like the top five tapes right here that I, I could bring over for tonight that I could talk about. Desolate is actually, to my knowledge, still around. They um, they did put out in 2015, uh, four years ago now, time flies, but they put out a tape, uh, an album, Imperator of Flames, that I have on cassette. Kind of a different sound. Um, it's a full album with uh, uh, eight songs, and it's, a little, to me, honestly, it sounded more like black metal. Straight up black metal. Yeah, it's, these, it's got that um, you know that dark funeral style wall of sound aspect, but also it it doesn't sound as like produced as a lot of that Swedish stuff. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I would say that compared to this uh, old school tape, 
uh, the newer Desolate, Imperator of Flame sounded more like um, uh, a little, little bit more of that high-end gain in the guitars, and, and it, I would compare it even to like um, like Marduk or something, man. You know, obviously I don't have the biggest uh, you know palette to compare it to in terms of black metal. I don't know that stuff as, as, as big as I do death metal and grindcore, but it, it was definitely more of like a, a, a blasting war metal kind of vibe than this old-school death metal vibe that they had. But uh, some, same lineup, except uh, obviously they have a, a new guitarist um, because the guy Todd uh, Le Todd Laskowski passed away, uh, R.I.P. to him. So there's a, a new guitarist in Desolate, but same lineup other than that, writing uh, very much different different material, more black metal style material now. Yeah, I also want to note the top of this track here. A lot of fire going on. Yeah, real, real, real life the crackling fire effect. Yeah, that's what you were saying about being in the woods. You understand it. More things to learn. Uh, understand the woods. Uh, wow, everything's man. coming together right now, man. Yeah. I like that. Record fire any any chance you get, man. It's a, it paints a picture with the sound. Yeah, this is just very brutal black metal. I, I enjoy this too, man. This is a great album. I said tape. I believe it was released in other formats. I just I I happen to have the cassette version uh, re released on um, Time Warn Records. That's not Time not, Warner. Not Time Warner. Yeah. yeah. Not Time Warner. Time Warn. <laughs> yeah. Six. I got copy number sixty out of one hundred and fifty. That's my flex. Oh, the flexing. Yeah. But I did keep it to things you can look up on YouTube. I believe this you can look up on Bandcamp. This desolate. This this latest one. And support the band. These guys have been in it a long time and they're still doing it, man. Listen to those kick drums, man. Okay, so moving forward, um, that was Massachusetts Northeastern Sound. I got something here, man. I just I'm just gonna tell so nobody breaks into my house. I do not own this, but it goes for like over hundred fifty dollars uh, on fucking Discogs, the CD. Desecrate from Colorado with their only full length album, Collective. This is like a little, I like I don't know what you want to call it, like a holy grail of death metal. Uh, According to my research and what other people have posted, you can't really find anything that, like, these guys were in other bands, or this band had a demo, or live material, or anything with this band. They just put out the CD on uh, Media World Records, or Media World whatever, in 1997. Um, it's, a, it's, this is just beautiful metal of death. It's perfection to me. Um, it's, it's just monster drum sound. Uh, low-end guitars the, the bass sounds fucking disgusting it's got that organic sound but a tight performance um, the vocals also caught my ear 
whispery, weird serial killer vocals. Yeah. Yeah. Still doing the growl, but he's got a pronunciation tucked in the mix. Mm -hmm. It sounds evil. It's creepy. Really menacing. This is everything to me. I, 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 you know, I gotta ask the Blood Incantation guys about this band because they are from Colorado. Maybe they've heard some history about this, but this is a very mysterious band and um, not necessarily unlike Blood Incantation, even though these guys are from 97. Very much like old Demolich. If people know Crematory from Sweden, older Morbid Angel. Even, I, I even want to say Ulcerous Phlegm on their 7-inch their man. There's just this churning... Uh, toasty sound to the guitars and the way the drums go. It's, it's This is proper death metal. Yeah, and these guys never did anything? Yeah, nothing that is documented that's online that I could find, man. Um, I only have this because uh, there's another mysterious story behind this uh, that I don't know how the... Shout to the Wilk, uh, the Wilkster, the Wilkie, John Wilkie. This is a guy I used to tape trade with. Me and Adam used to tape trade with this guy. He was from Long Island. We never met him in person. He was from out east somewhere. He was an older guy, um, old school cat that we tape traded with a lot. And he made me this tape. On the other side of this is uh, Darken, the silent bleeding of eternity. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But we're talking about Desecrate Collective right now. Um, and this guy... You can see, you know, the old school tape train, this is what you'd get, man. He wrote out, this guy was nice enough to write out all the song titles, the time of the songs, and he wrote he wrote the copyright and the whatever on the bottom, man. He wrote out all the, the credit information. You didn't always get that. Sometimes you just get a no. blank tape with the stuff recorded on I it. I don't even copy and paste for our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, you know, all I have is this this dub, this tape trade version of it from the 90s that I've worn out over the years, man. And like I said, the CD, I looked it up on Discogs. It's like $160 or something crazy. Yeah, this but, is like your obscure lover's, like, holy grail shit right here. Th this, this is... is it's such quality. Top shelf vintage, extra rare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is your Desecrate from Colorado, Okay. So I don't know if, if anyone listening to the podcast knows more than I do about this band, please, uh, you know, hit us up, man, on the social media or whatever, man. Let us know. We've said angry voicemail. Yeah, but for your, <laughs> your, you know, Blood Incantation, Demolich, whoever fans, man, this is this is one of those bands you want to look into. You know, you're, if you're into the, you know, Chethalist or whatever, you know, this is one of those things. It's nice hearing really original sounding death metal, yeah, especially man. from... A time when really death metal was being developed. You know, certain bands just pop out. Others others who are really solid bands don't pop out like this, and it's not a bad thing. I gotta say, for the late 90s, you gotta wonder where these guys' heads were at, because the, the late for 97, man, things were taking a turn for the more brutal, especially American death metal. I always associated Colorado more with grindcore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's just my perception, it's man. What do I carnage know? coming out of that. Yeah, I mean, that, you know, what? but, um... You know, this, this the, 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 the odd timing pulled off very tightly, interspersed with really interesting harmonic elements, mm -hmm. and it's all under the, the um, this, this like I said, this churning uh, butterscotch distortion, mm -hmm. clunky-sounding drum work, man, and whis whispery, slurry vocals. It's just like a perfect death metal package, man. It's this is what I like. This is what I go for, man. You know what I mean? Somebody should re-release this on vinyl. This would be amazing on vinyl. Love it. Yeah. So, what more can I say, man? Let's let it ring out a little bit for the people. True Rocky Mountain mud right now. <laughs> Rocky Mountain mud. <laughs> Love it.
right, man. So that was the Rocky Mountain Mud, as uh, Jay Wall so eloquently put it. Now we're going to move up. Uh, I'm taking you guys on a geographic journey tonight. I, I don't know if I uh, mentioned that of, of tapes. Let's we're go. going in, we're go, Yeah, we're going up to uh, Quebec, Canada. Move, moving further north. Uh, this is Cryptic Cremation. Good yeah. alliteration. You know, I like a I like a band with a good alliteration like that. Yeah, cryptic <coughs> cremation. You yeah. know what I mean? The They're cri- doubling up the CRCR. Yeah, the crypt cream for short. Yeah. If you got no time, <laughs> crypt cream. Yeah, <laughs> I like that too. But that might be a whole new band. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, I, I'm not too familiar, but um, this is members of uh, Demental and Empathy Denied. If any of the listeners know that, maybe those bands are popular in Canada. But this cryptic cremation, I actually, I got to look up uh, in my box of mail because back in the day I ordered this, I tape traded for the liquefied maggots demo that I was on. I sent it to Canada and this guy sent me this tape, which I believe is their demo and their EP, the only two releases, um, dubbed onto one tape. Uh, it's just awesome, like rushed almost, fast, brutal death metal, not rushed the band, right. <laughs> which is also from Canada, but uh, rushed in the sense that their drummer is really fast and tight. Um double bass totally on point and like the songs sound written to his speed almost well it's like earlier cryptopsy for Monier, yes. like he has a certain rush about the way uh, he plays yes, things very know? much so all throughout none so vile whisper supremacy blasphemy he's rushing through shit and it mm-hmm. like it gives it a charm almost because it's so human and he's not falling out of time it's all sitting in his lap and he's taking yeah. control of it yeah it creates that urgency this Quebec urgency right yes Where's my poutine? <laughs> Please. Yeah, well, that urgency. If you don't mind. <laughs> urgency is a good word. The urgent. I like that because this is very urgent stuff. It's extremely catchy and melodic, uh, but without sacrificing like heaviness and technicality. Bass and drums are totally on point. And like you said, it all. It all. It has this energy like it's like a train that's gonna fall off the tracks, but it never does. It. It. You know. It gets there. You know what I mean? And, right. And um, it, it's yeah, it has this like energy, almost like older Cryptopsy, like Cryptopsy's first album, but but maybe dialing back the the relentless blastings and and, and maybe more into like a death articulate guitar work, uh, you know, territory. Yeah. You know? The only part I would compare to Cryptopsy is the drumming, and it's and like you just said, it doesn't have the blast all the way through. Not as much odd time stuff, which totally works for what the guitar players are doing because they are in their own pocket, similar to death. Yeah, you know, like it's, yeah. They, there's like Chuck riffs riddled throughout this, but it also is an, a death ripoff. So it's a nice little collective that uh, the old Kurt Kerr has been doing here. Yeah, and I, I also get a the old Chris, <laughs> the, the old Crypt Cream. Yeah, but I, I get I get suffocation vibes from this a lot too. When they're when they're not being as melodic and as kind of like thought provokingly uh, death influenced. There's definitely like brutal suffocation influence parts, man. Maybe even a, like a older gore guts uh, type of thing going on, man. This is this is really cool shit that I think uh, is is overlooked a little bit, man. You know, this, in this era where there's like all this hot shit coming out of Canada, you know, the, this Cryptic Cremation was an awesome fucking band, man. Okay. Unfortunately, they only put out the demo and the EP, but there's a lot there to get into. Vocals are a little high pitched, um, maybe also like death in a way. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's not hitting that low, like guttural stuff, but it really does work here mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, it's it, it gets the job done. Uh, consistent delivery, and like you know, like, this isn't so much about the vocals, man. There's so much going on with the guitars and the bass, and uh, the very very tight, uh, fast drummer. So you know, great, good, 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 good total package, man. You know. So, um, 
I'm gonna guess that this guitar player or bass player is also doing vocals, just the way he sits in the patterns. I, uh, I'm ignorant to that. I don't, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we have limited information. Tom, no, I, I, it's right there on Encyclopedia Metallum. I didn't write in the notes. Tom caught me. Tom caught me, guys. Oh, I get a point. Yeah. I gotta, oh, boy. I get to mail it in. All right. I got to mail it into oh, Metal Blade and, and get their new Power Wolf album. Why Metal Blade would reward you for, for, <laughs> for calling me out, I don't know, but yeah. I'm just having fun because I don't really want that album anyway. Didn't did, didn't you, didn't somebody get a grab bag of some kind? I'm thinking of something else, maybe. I don't know. Oh, no. Shout out to Rick. Rick, uh, who, who did the Doom Metal episode with us, he got at the... Buckshot Facelift played a show supporting like a Pitbull uh, charity in Staten Island a few weeks ago. And he did receive uh, a raffle. He won the raffle and he got like a... Uh, you know the guy from Immortal, Abbott? Yeah. Abbott? Yeah, Abbott. Yeah, Abbott. I don't want to say it wrong and offend anyone. There's only one Abbott. Yeah, Abbott. He uh, he got like a, an Abbott... Um, what do you get? Like a hat and a, and a CD and some shit. Yeah, you know he. That's a seasons of mist, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. You got the grab bag, so. Oh, good for Rick. Yeah, so I, I don't know about that metal blade uh, grab bag, but you know, but that that you know, seasons of mist is doing the grab bag thing out there. If you want, you know a bet. Anyway, steering you back. Sorry to sorry to cryptic cream. We got uh, off off the kilter <laughs> a little bit with this one. We're only human cream. But if you like that fast technical death metal sound, a little bit of death, a little bit of cryptopsy, a little bit of um, uh, pre psychedelia gore guts, you know, it's all there for you with with cryptic cremation. You know, people, man, something old to go back to. Now we're gonna uh, we're gonna leave North America and we're gonna go to Eastern Europe for the uh, final two tapes I'm talking about. This is Incarnated from Poland, atrocious vermin cassette tape, uh, released in. Uh, hold on, whoa, 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 we'll check in the credits here. 1995, uh, baby, uh, good year for death metal too, man. Everyone talks about '93, man, but this came out in '95. Um, Incarnated, really brutal. Uh, I say primitive in a reverent kind of way, man. It's very, it's like, it's it's like kind of grindcore, 
like Napalm Death, uh, Extreme Noise Terror type of vibe, but with the, the super sewage low vocals and guitar tone. Mm. Um, this is, and the drums too, man. Something about this very Polish. Um, like, if, uh, I, you know, maybe I'm hallucinating, I'm imagining things, I don't know, but Whoa. if you listen to school, yeah, see? Uh, you saw it too. Yeah. You heard it too. I saw it. <laughs> right. Okay. He heard it too. I'm going to hold your legs down. <laughs> 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 these these uh, Polish bands squash but early. If you listen to early squash bowels, if you listen to uh, early dead infection, and if you listen to incarnated, there's something about the vocals and the clunky like bucket like drum sound. Everything is real low end and, and brutal, man. And there's just certain similarities that, and also with the um, the Czech bands. I'm starting to wonder maybe if some of the production value or or a common influence man but there's just something about these vocals that are just like feral man it's 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 like an animal or something i'm still taking in bucket like drums yeah, i yeah. like that well you hear the clunky quality to the drums no it's yeah, man. it's so spot on yeah and, yeah and if you listen to like dead infections classic uh chapter of accident cd there's a similar the the rhythm just sounds very machine like but like a primitive machine that's almost gonna fall apart but never does you know right. what i mean it, it's it's brutal. It, it's it's rhythmic but brutal. Yeah, man, atrocious oh. vermin uh, by incarnated a band that's still around, evidently, uh, from what I found out. Um, they've uh, they put out a few releases. They also put out a split CD with Damnable, uh, another band from Poland. Uh, that's a great release that I could talk about another episode maybe. But it's just a great tape, and it's it's just got that brutal. I mean, everything is on point, super tight, drummer's really good, and another, like I said, we're, we're, we're a lot of standout drum performances on these tapes I'm talking about tonight, this is no exception, mm. kick drums are all over the place, he's flying on the double bass, and the music is just so brutal, man, I mean, I say this is like maybe more barbaric, brutal death metal than straight up grindcore, but there's a huge grindcore influence on this. Yeah, it, it, it lends itself to grindcore, everything I Absolutely. listen to so far says that but it's still death metal end of day this is this is a death metal release and i would i would recommend this i'm sorry oh no i'm, I'm good it's fast I was something about polish and fast you know i thought so. i hallucinated you talking man i'm, I'm bugging <laughs> out now man this is crazy all right but but yeah um all right i don't know where i'm going with this this uh like fast grindcore like quality to it man I would recommend this totally to fans of Dead Infection's first two albums. Um, cool. Dead, Dead Infection, before, prior to their Chapter of Accidents album, they were like Surgical Disembowelment. Um, the the Gorgrind people are going to kill me on this because I can't remember the, the other album, man, but there was, a, there was another album before that, too. Put us uh, up on social media. Yeah, yeah. Uh, make, make fun of Will because he doesn't know the, the, the name of the very first Dead Infection album. But the first two <laughs> Dead Infection albums were more death metal. But with this similar quality going on here, it was like sewage death metal, man. You know, right. no, no screwing around, you know? Eastern European sewage death. The Polish are unrelentless <laughs> with some of the stuff they put out. Even the even the most popular of death metal from there, Decapitated and Vader. Yeah, Real, Vader does not let up. No, the, neither of those. I mean, well, Decapitated did, but we talked about that on a different episode. You know, they let up because of reasons. They, they didn't let up until they were clear of those charges, boy. Oh, <laughs> Legends. Come on. I had to go. Bam. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. They were clear of the charges, right? Come on. I like uh, to think of, well, you know, early, like, you know, uh, earlier. The earlier, yeah, Winds of Creation. Winds of Creation. Uh, Nihility, Negation. Brutal all the way through albums. And not to compare this sound to that sound, but what you're talking about with 
just that region of the world. It's an attitude about it. And that's it's kinda... super heavy stuff. Like the the dead infection is just nonstop. Like Squash Bowls, st- they just put out an album a couple of years ago, and it's fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, Squash Bowls keeps going, man. Yeah. A- another comparison I draw with these guys is. Um, bolt thrower. It, it almost sounds like a dead infection bolt thrower combination to me. Mm. Uh, listening, you know, with with, with you know o- old ears, whatever, however you want to say, man. Going back and revisiting all these years, you know, definitely, yeah, definitely like a dead infection co- covering bolt thrower vibe, man. band still staying in eastern europe now moving over to the czech republic a little nod to uh the paulo ping episode we're going to talk about a classic czech republic death metal band um imperial feticide and that's feticide spelled f-o-e-t-i-c-i-d-e imperial feticide from the czech republic man um earlier unknown world demo cassette 95 i uh, another one i ordered from charlie infection infection distro back in the day around the time it came out um, really brutal, but also very atmospheric and melodic uh, death doom metal. I would describe this as uh, even yeah. grindcore influence, maybe more in the vocals and the blasting sections. Yeah, I, I really like that crazy reverb on the voice. And you said before that this is um, this is a drum machine. Yeah, this is a very well programmed drum machine. It sounds like like you know somebody who really paid attention to the nuances of drumming and mm-hmm. who had a drummer in mind or the drum parts in mind when writing this program this um really catchy really interesting drum programs um so I, I'm, I'm down with it not not your typical like just blast blast skank beat you know drum machine stuff right uh yeah when you sent this to me i i was listening to it and i thought that the drums were just kind of produced like triggered oh like heavily triggered yeah 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 snare like the snare is not you could tell that's totally replaced yeah nowadays this could probably just pass for like a heavily triggered drummer sure (laughs) quantized drummer and i was listening to it Mm -hmm. and thinking that when you came down tonight told me that this is a really really solid programmer behind this yeah uh, well that's the thing about this it's it's it's, it's, you know the music is fairly complex death metal with a lot of melodic breaks and uh the the drum machine whoever programmed does a lot of very interesting things and not to harp on the drum programs but they work very well for the music and uh i think they took advantage of this being more of a studio project i don't know how often they played live back in the day but uh you know just using a drum machine i imagine there's a lot to- a lot more time spent in the studio behind the board there um you can tell there's 
they they develop the more atmospheric, melodic moments when things slow down, and they really make some beautiful uh, harmonic parts out of, out of the the layering of the guitars and everything. And then they go right back into like brutal blasting grindcore with sick vocals. So one more note on the drummer thing: this is a '95 release. Yes, this, this is not your superior drummer doing all the work for you and using pre-written out beats. This is someone going in and hitting all these notes and figuring out how to lay them out in a quantized machine. It, this sounds like a pain in the ass to do. So yeah, I, like, yeah. real fucking tip of the hat to these dudes. I don't know if it was one of those like little box drum machines like the Boss, you know, or whatever they the are. Yeah, the uh, 202 or whatever. The PCs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you know, I mean, the, to, to sit there and program all this, man, was, was probably tough. On top of writing all this great music, man. And Imperial Fetusites, people might uh, remember them. Relapse in the early 2000s did a series of releases. They had the Dutch Assault with all the Dutch grindcore bands. And they had the Czech Assault, uh, which featured a few Imperial Fetuside songs. Good songs. Imperial Fetuside has a number of releases. Um, they also had a split CD with Deaf and Dumb that I thought was good. But this uh, earlier Unknown World demo is just like uh, perfection to me. I love it. The intros and the outros sound like they were most likely um, composed and recorded by the band or at least by the engineer or somebody. Whoever was doing originally. the drum programming, really. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's the, that guy wore that. Yeah, I think what know, stands out about this is, is just the production work uh, for an underground death metal tape from 1995. Um, yeah, oh, uh, wait a minute. Just reading this now. It's, well, it says Alessis Drums, so there is a drummer credited. No, no, that's oh, a... Yeah. Uh, Alessis is a machine. That's a... Um, that's a robot. A-L-E-S-I-S? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got me. Yeah. April, <laughs> wait a minute, so Imperial... Dude, recording this on April Fool's. Imperial Fetuside. <laughs> it is, we, we delay our episodes uh, uploading by a few weeks, but it is April... It's April 1st, uh, 2019... And Imperial Fetuside, just April Fool's your boy from 1995 with this Alessis <laughs> drums thing. And I should know because there's no last name and they all have their last name listed. Those, those, 24 years later, so, April Fool's joke. 24 years later, Imperial Fetuside just got me with the April Fool's gimmick. Okay. Amazing. This is fantastic. Wow, man. And I should also mention for the people that follow uh, Obscure Czech Republic Death Metal, uh, John Legend Krakow, uh, I'm butchering the poor man's name, who's the bass player of Melancholy Pessimism, uh, an old Czech Republic band. People could go back and check out the uh, Melancholy Pessimism, uh, plays bass on this recording. Oh man, Alessis drums. Those motherfuckers <laughs> got me. Dude, on here, April Fool's Day. I here, was, here we are trying to touch the past, and the, the past is touching us right now. Oh, playing, playing jokes. Oh, those fuckers. Playing man. jokes. Well, we got the lyrics, which, by the way, the lyrics have a little bit more of a social, political, uh, society commentary going on to them. I think maybe also uh, some of the grindcore influence. But uh, yeah, I don't really see any notes on the production other than that little prank they got me with, man. That was that was very serend- <laughs> very serendipitous, it's, man. Oh, I love man. love these guys. All right, so Imperial Fetus, I listen to this guitar solo, man. Come on, man, that's beauty.
enjoyed uh, a couple of tapes i dug out of the crypt uh blew the dust off them talked a little shit um you know we went to uh massachusetts colorado canada eastern europe uh let us know give us some feedback on the social media if you don't want us to ever do this again maybe we won't if you want us to dig up the vinyl and dig up more tapes maybe we will we're gonna do it again if yeah. you, want us you to can say up- whatever you want we're gonna do it again. Yeah, <laughs> dig up the book of the dead raise the mummy we can yep. do that too mm. yeah man we're, we're so we're gonna get these tapes out there man i i have a bunch of tapes that i had to say no because they weren't yet uploaded to any kind of uh streaming platform or you youtube or anything i don't want to talk about something that you guys can't check out after listening to me talk about it so on that note we're gonna talk about stuff even more but we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna do the the old album recommendation but i'm gonna tap out from the old album recommendation because this whole episode was me recommending old stuff i am gonna talk about a new release but uh, I'm going to give the, the floor right now to uh, to my co-hosts, uh, what, Jay Wall and Tom. Why don't you start with the new release? Oh, you want me to start? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, because... Okay, we'll because they're right back. Yeah, exactly. I'm well, gonna, this, red, uh, this red infection distribution bag that I have... Uh, very nice. Soon to be outlawed plastic. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. V- vintage plastic is what we'll be going through in yeah, 20 yeah, days. California, <laughs> man. Not a lot to have that in California. What was well, that, fucking straw? If we make it. All right, so my new release is the um, Dace Charge uh, Psycho Split Cassette Tape, 2018. Um, we couldn't find it on any streaming platform or YouTube. You're not going to hear it behind it. What you do hear behind uh, us talking is um, Psycho live footage from their performance at the, Extreme Extreme Fe- uh, uh, at the Obscene Extreme Festival in 2011, courtesy of the Al Van Gore YouTube channel. Because... Um, the psycho tracks on the split cassette were recorded live. Uh, these were recorded not at the Obscene Extreme Festival, but at the Shaskeen in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, Dace Charge, D-E-C-H-E, uh, Dace Charge is a long-running noisecore band out of Canada. Not surprised that you can't find uh, this particular release online. It's a very, like, anti-commercial noise type of release. Um, very typical what you'd find coming out in the 90s. These guys are just keeping it old school with this. Uh, but Dace Charge might be something fun for people to look into. Psycho as well. I, I've talked uh, in great detail about how I got into um, death metal and grindcore through uh, uh, my buddy Adam Rotella, and one of the first things he turned me on to was Infection Distribution, which is the drummer of Psycho's uh, distribution and, and record label um, that I got some of these tapes I talked about tonight from, and, and uh, I, I imagine he might have put out this tape, but it says no labels, just noise on the tape, so maybe he did it on the low. But um, yeah, that's why we can't find it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this is just obscure shit, man. But uh, look up Infection Distribution and Psycho is definitely worth checking out, man. I I saw like I said, I saw them over the weekend at Lucky Thirteen in Brooklyn. I really enjoyed it. It would have been nice to see some of the energy um, that you hear on this cassette on their lives from their live set in New Hampshire. Uh, if if I saw some of that energy in Brooklyn the other day, I got the impression maybe some of the crowd wasn't up on Psycho yet. Psycho is very obscure. 
very uh, uh, low-key, underrated band. They've just been going forever, dropping seven inches in records and tapes and keeping it extremely underground, man. They don't give a fuck. I love their approach. They're very, like, 80s crossover. They're not flashy. They're, the drummer writes a song. The bass player writes a song. The guitarist writes a song. They, they all sing on different parts, and they just... It, it, it ranges from, like, metal to grindcore to punk rock, but it's always very raw and... It's it's a real punk attitude, man. Psycho is just a great band to get into. They they don't do anything to please anybody but themselves. You know what I mean, man? Lots of attitude with this band, man. And um, at this point, you got to really respect the integrity, man. You know, the guy Johnny X, the uh, the guitarist, and um, John, Charlie Infection, the drummer, have been keeping it going for a very long time. Um, I think there's been a few bass players uh, coming and going. Um, the one guy, Mike, I know has been in the band a long time on many releases, but... Just ton, tons of shit to get into with Psycho if you really get into it. And if the people in the death metal scene might be a little more familiar with uh, Gonculator. Uh, I've heard you bring him up a few times. <clears throat> a really brutal, noisy, doom band that came back and did Maryland Death Fest last year and did a few fests. But, um, or no, Mar Martyr Doom Fest. Uh, and um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it, man. But, uh, you know, just this, this, whole, this whole infection distribution, fudge-worthy record scene... Uh, with Psycho and, and Gonculator and other bands uh, that they've been involved with and, and released, man. It's really something to get into, especially this day and age when it seems hard to find something completely kind of like unspoiled and, and not trendy and hip at all in the underground scene, man. This is it, you know, so... So that, that's my little rant about Psycho and this new Dace Charge Psycho cassette. And I'm officially going to close my last cassette of the night... And I'm going to hand it over to the boys, and, and, and you guys put me onto some stuff, all right? Because I feel like people are getting tired of me talking about tapes about now. So my new boy for this week, Triumvir Fowl, Urine of Abomination, EP or mini LP, depending on how you look at it, uh, off of um, off of their own label, Verasu Batalat, Verasu Batalat, Pacific Northwest. Uh, these are Portland, Oregon boys. Okay, uh, but uh, out via Twenty Bucks Spin. We love mm. them. Oh, okay. I do love that twenty bucks spin. So, so what you're listening to now is, is a is a great feature of this album. These like just crushing, weird, like programmed electronic sort of segues between songs and stuff. Um, the, this is, uh, by the way, uh, on that real gore uh, episode we did with Adam Rotella. I talked about 
power electronics and harsh noise and that sort. That's that's kind of the vibe. That's that's the sound. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that sound. That that's like a genre itself is stuff that sounds For just more like or less that. similar to that. Yeah, yes. but yeah. Uh, as as we're finding out, th- this band is is kind of a. I, I was, you know, I was listening to this record. And I was, you know, I'm, write, I'm writing just like kind of buzzwords down, and I got like claustrophobic, blackened war death. That's kind of <laughs> what I got here. Yeah, I'm, um, a, little, I'm a little claustrophobic uh, right now. Comfortable. <laughs> um, uh, from from this band's uh, band camp, uh, this 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 EP mini LP, whatever you you want to say about it, uh, is a bit of a concept. Um, discussing. And I quote, discussing the uh, direct approach of obliterating the Godhead and humiliating him in piss. The urine of oh. abomination. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm going to go further in here because this band is, this band is no fucking joke, man. They are, they are getting it in all, in all senses. And when, uh, when, when you open the vinyl in here, I did a bunch of research on this vinyl. Don't have it yet, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at it for it. And it comes in plain bat black. And uh, what I'm looking for, it comes in piss yellow as well. Mm. Yeah, you need that piss yellow. Need that piss fucking yellow. Mm. The urine of abomination, tearing the cervix of creation with rape of visceral torment. Piss on the face of God, watch its last breath decay and succumb to the urine of abomination. Mm. Is R. Kelly in this band? We're paying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spe- All right, well, Yikes. great, great segue, Tom. And Yikes. for the listeners at home, um, Clear your room out. Maybe do this uh, with like-minded friends um, or by yourself. But take a gander upon the artwork uh, of this record um, because I think it captures the the sound perfectly. Creepy. It's a lot of piss. A lot of piss. Cre- oh. Creepy penis corpse. Knee oh deep in piss. Oh my god! You know, the, the, it's it, and you know, uh, I, I was kind of drawn to this production too because it's it's kind of like boiling and bubbling. You know this this audio sort of production. Yeah, and, it's and, very steamy. And uh, it's steamy, like, but not like not like it's a soup. Not like it's like a cauldron no, kind it, of thing. It's steamy like a like a fucking underground cave of bubbling piss. Right. That the, you want to soak in. The I, floor's covered. Oh. It's warm. You're not comfortable. No, you're not. And and the outer layers of your skin might be burning off, but these riffs are so good, and you really don't care. This is pretty raw, aggressive stuff, man. Um, these guys are kind of taking the the super evil, uh, you know, a traditional sort of black metal mentality and running with it a little bit um, with a little more kind of death metal influence in the music. And I think this album fucking kicks ass, man. Yeah, kind of a uh, water, play, water play theme. Yeah. They, they like the pee. Those drums are wild too, because like it sounds all washy, and then you hear it like the drummer starts doing a little ride thing, and it just like kind of cuts up. Whoever produced this is uh, a madman. This is very strange uh, in a good way, because it it does have a lot of that noise element to it, but you can hear everything. Super like, noisy. You, yeah. yeah, if you yeah, look, it's crunched. There is like a there's a hiss like yeah. throughout this entire. Yeah. Yeah, that bass. That, it's all the bass's fault. Now that I'm thinking about it. Listen to that shit. And then it goes into Ooh. the kind of harsh noise power mm-hmm. electronics, which is an interesting, like, you know, have the, have the production be noisy, and then you go straight, like, you know, purposeful noise. It's, it's interesting. 
Mm. All right, man. And and let's let's try to say the band name one more time. Triumvir Foul. Triumvir Foul. Okay. T R I U M V I R. And Yearn of Abomination is the album. It's very or pissy. EP. Yeah. Very yeah. pissy. They like the pee pee. It's I may I, it's whatever. I'm not gonna. They, well, they hate God. I'm and, not gonna kink shame anybody. Yeah. <laughs> What do you, you bring to the table, man? All right, for my new one, I I just started listening to this album. I found out it's just over a year old okay. by a few months, so I, I'm guilty. I fucked up the order <laughs> thing because we like to stay within the year. But I got this 2018, January, Mammoth Grinder, released on Relapse. Ooh. Now, I really liked their first album that they did, or first EP, rather. Mm-hmm. And I sat on this, and I regret it. This shit is heavy. This is put your fucking face in the toilet heavy, just like the piss that we were talking about. 
to be honest with you, I haven't checked this out. I've 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 heard of the band. It's been on my uh, my peripheral vision, but mm. it's cool shit though. So I you know what's funny though, man. It, another weird coincidence though with our cassette tape ep- themed episode. Mm-hmm. I had a tape label named Mammoth Grinder Tapes uh, in the early 2000s. You did? Yeah, I released about six or seven cassettes, like Biolich, uh, like a Biolich split tape, and a couple of side projects of Biolich that we had. Very limited stuff. Hmm. Didn't do much with it. Like you know, yeah, man, yeah. Well, and and uh, no, I'm not implying that these guys at, in any way stole it at, at all. They, you know, somebody we just, you know, you randomly come up with the similar concept, or whatever. It happens in the yeah. uh, death metal world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, man. Yeah, but it's just funny coincidence because this is the cassette tape episode. Hmm. But uh, yeah, this is really cool shit, man. It's real catchy. Yeah, it's it's got catchy. It's like riddled with D beats and stuff. It's yeah, crust pump. Yeah, it's got that vibe. But the production. Is a little has a little more clarity uh, and and like you know uh, fortitude to it. That's something I really like about what Mammoth Grinder is doing is that they're taking these old school influences of they're they're doing the old school death metal thing. They're meeting it with the crust punk thing, and they're giving it a modern sound when it comes to production, so people can sink their teeth into it. This is a fantastic gateway band for people who are trying to get into older shit because they're doing. A lot of old influence stuff really well. And not not unlike Bolt Thrower in a way. They have some of that Bolt Thrower too. There's really cool riffs in here, and there's a lot of like, throughout the album, it's kind of odd time signature things happening, but you're grooving the whole time. Really in your face writing. The guys in this band, you got Chris Ulsh, he's kind of the mastermind. He does the bass vocals for the band. And then you got Mark Bronzino on guitar, Ryan Parrish on drums, and those guys are an Iron Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I uh, I didn't realize. Okay, man. I, no, because I'm piecing I'm wa- every. I'm watching your there's face. There's gears in my head. Yeah, the guys are watching the muscles in my face contort as I put <laughs> it all together. Out. Because Artificial Brain performed one time with um, Power Trip. Yes. And isn't there a guy from Power Trip in this band? That might be Chris Olsh. It's only a three-piece. Okay. And I didn't see anything, and Encyclopedia Metalum is down for a joke today, so uh-huh. I couldn't fucking look it up. Well, Bronzino is... Uh, Bronzino and Parrish, they're both in um, Iron Reagan. Uh, Bronzino's the homie, nice guy, um, Jersey guy, and... Um, yeah. He uh, is? Olsh is in Power Trip? Yep. What is he in Power Trip? I think he's like the... Drummer. He's a drummer. Oh, okay. So he's the single king dude. Bong. He makes so, that band. Yeah. So Mammoth Grinder is members of uh, Power Trip and Iron Reagan. And yeah, Ryan Parrish, uh, the drummer. Is he the drummer here? He's drumming here, yeah. Yeah, man. Great drummer. Great guy. He was also in... Uh, he did a period of time in the band Suppression at one point. I know I uh, I got the chance. A few years ago, Artificial Brain did a tour opening up for Iron Reagan. Um, uh, alongside Go, you know, and opening up for Goat Whore, and uh, I think that was the Black Dahlia Murder tour. Yeah. Um, that and and uh, and Entheos, man. But uh, but I got to know um Ryan Parrish and the other guys. Uh, they were really nice guys. And Ryan Parrish is a tried and true old school death metal diehard guy, man. I talk death metal with that guy uh, a lot of times, man. They were, they were real cool guys to hang out with, man. Ryan Parrish is a nice guy. Shout out to them, man. Really cool dudes, and you know, check out Iron Reagan too. That's that's more fun punk crossover thrash stuff but uh it's it's cool listening to this this mammoth grinder yeah because it's yeah. so different from all those other projects that we're talking about you know between power trip and 
Harris was also in Darkest Hour at one point. Yeah, so. that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, yeah, Ryan was in Darkest Hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, there was several years ago that tour, and um, I, I'm a self-absorbed asshole. I got to start paying more attention because, no, because seriously, this band's been on my peripheral for a while. I know all three guys. Not that I know the uh, homeboy from Mammoth Grinder that well, but I have met him, and, and we, we discussed the band, you know, uh, and I played with his other band at one time. And Bronzino and Parrish are nice guys. I spent a little bit of time on the road. Cool yeah. stuff, man. I like it, man. A dying fetus bathed in entrails. <laughs> Demo. Oh, yeah. Boom. 19. Oh, 93. I, I just want to say this drum sound fits perfectly with a lot of the cassettes that we were listening to before. Absolutely. Well, great. Fun, funny you say that. I, I believe this is put on the internet from a cassette, which was the only uh, way yeah, this, this was released. This is exactly, yeah. I mean, in that sense, it's exactly like everything else we talked about. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cassette uploaded to the internet. So, I, uh... I found this this cassette in this uh, new 21st century way of trading cassettes. You know, read it, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that cesspool called Reddit has some real gold in it. You can dig and dig, and, and you can find it. Uh, yeah, I found a subreddit called Demo Death, I believe. Yes. And uh, I would encourage all of our subscribers to, to check it out. It looks like it's being run by one guy. I think there are six subscribers to that subreddit, two of them sitting at this table right now. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went on a deep dive. <laughs> so uh, so uh, show that boy some love. Yeah, the, I, I don't remember his username, but he started the subreddit. He's the only moderator, and he has done every post. And it, whoever it is, Demo Death, our Demo Death, check it out. The dude puts up cool shit. Wow. Doing, doing great work, man. That almost—that's like Adam Rotella. He's got—he um, might even have more than one subreddit. He's got one uh, for gore movies, and it's like a, a million posts a day of just Adam talking about gore movies. <laughs> it's, it's great, man. Amazing. I, mean, I, I follow it. You know, get some good recommendations. So, speaking of gore, this this first dying fetus uh, demo over here, self-released in '93. Um, while you could hear like the the. This is dying fetus, man. They have a sound. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's still unrefined, you know. Um, yeah, knowing the future as we do, sitting here, uh, the lyrics were, were way more gore heavy than than political. Um, 
and and even the sound is like uh, a little more like brutal death than than the groove that they sort of kind of like came to came to be known for. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, '93. This is so so old school. I mean, this is ahead of its time with the groove. Even you know, oh, then if you put it sure. But also, one thing I want to point out is that we we can all pick out that this is dying fetus based on the vocals. And yeah. some of the drum rhythms and shit. Even though they're not in that groove pocket that we know them as. <clears throat> and also the lead guitar tone. Yeah. That totally beginning of this track. Well it's a kicked in. It's a testament to the band that that even till today they kind of stayed true to their original sound. You know? Consistency. Like the, Consistency. The, uh, the, the idea was was it was strong enough back back then. Yeah. That it kind of carried through. Yeah, and honestly, if you really look at Dying Fetus as a whole catalog in their career. Uh, there's some some albums that I think the hardcore influence, the whatever you want to call it, is um, a little more prominent than others. Um, this latest album from last year, wrong one to fuck with. I was a real big fan of that album. I thought they were going back to the old style a little bit more. But uh, a band that never put out like a metalcore album or went totally left and tried to commercialize on the deathcore metalcore <laughs> trends or anything like that. They just kind of held their own. They drew in a big fan base, I think, from like the kind of the hate breed audience and the hardcore audience yep. that was getting more involved in death metal in the 2000s. But Dying Fetus, you know, they, they never changed their stripes. They are death metal with breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. They, they've they've always but been they, that. But yeah. you can't call them deathcore for for whatever reason. It no, they the, no. You know, it doesn't roll off the because, tongue that way. Because they're not they're not boring breakdowns. No, that's the thing. They they're not looking for a filing cabinet with. Like pre-written breakdowns. I don't even know if it's like that. I, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> there, there's a certain chug chug about about deathcore that you can't really put to this. So maybe it's, maybe uh, it's just I, that whether it's boring or not. But well, boring is fucking, not a fair word. It's well, it's you know you could tell from this really early sound that they were just fucking around with it, put it on cassette, and how that carried through till today. They were figuring out what that groove is going to be, what that bounce was going to be, you know, and that's that's what Dying Fetus is and. They are, you know, there's something to draw influence from. They don't really kind of follow anything, you know. They, they's on, they're on their own path a little bit. I agree. <clears throat> kind, of, kind of like this mutant, mutant hybrid of like internal bleeding and suffocation, but you know, it's still their own thing, you know. For sure, man. Um, so yeah, so this 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 EP, uh, I mean, this demo, uh, six tracks, five of them are included on the 1995 compilation "Infatuation with Malevolence." And uh, and and the outlier is a really cool demo version of Grotesque Impalement. Oh, fuck! It's a fucking amazing song. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dying the fuck fetus. God damn it! I love this band. This right here is one of the catchiest parts, man. Yeah, this is awesome, man. The demos. Uh, there's a uh, there there was a CD I used. To, I, I, it's probably packed in my basement with other CDs now. The the demo collection. It had this and the other demo, and then there was Purification Through Violence was the first album, man. That was heavy for me in high school, man, and, and Killing on Adrenaline, which came out a little bit later. I think uh, this is a band that warrants a, an entire Heavy Hole episode in the future. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's some, you know, we've... Especially be, the being local boys, you know? Yeah, behind the scene, uh, we've talked about doing episodes dedicated to entire bands and, and going back and, and you know, t- checking out bands' discographies. There's a few bands on that list, but that's definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing bad to say about this discography or what this band has done ever. I'm, huh. I'm just... I, you know what? My input isn't valid enough because I'm a fucking fanboy. <laughs> Alright? How's that sound? So good! 
I'm a living fetus. I love dying fetus. I'm a living fetus. (laughs) No, but it's great stuff. It really is. In all honesty, uh, some of the some of the best, most memorable death metal I've ever heard. Vocals really feral. Before again, '93, man. You know, I mean, what a difference uh, five years makes. Because by '98, a lot of bands kind of had a similar vibe. You know what I mean? And we're trying to sound like this. You gotta love Dying Fetus for uh, two logos as well, floating around constantly from 93. You got your death metal logo, scratchy, kind of pointy, all curly and shit, don't really know what it says. And then, just straight impact bold. Read this shit right now. This is what my band is in its, its most clearest form. Two boys. Oh Ooh, man, taking them back. Look at this. Oh, oh Tom with the Y'all vinyl, know this? dude. Wow. You guys right. know this, right? This is classic. We got discharge. Hear nothing. See nothing. Say nothing. Like the monkeys. Exactly. I'm, really, I'm impressed that you got the vinyl here. I've been sitting on that for a while. I love this album. I've been a big fan of particular crust punk for a while. The punky punks. And this is the uh, holy grail, if you would, of of crust punk. And not only that, also grindcore in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. This inspired a lot of music that we listen to now. I mean, listen to this shit. 1982. Yeah. Dudes just fucking going noise style. They go, fuck this shit. Inspired a lot of uh, black metal uh, in, in a lot of ways, man. Inspired a lot of a lot of vibes, a lot of sound. Like, this is, this is the type of thing where, like, it inspired just the production value and the attitude inspired certain bands, and then the actual riffs and the composition inspired other bands. And- yep. This was the overall attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you had you had bands that had this attitude before, but there was still too much frill on it. Yeah. You know, you had Sex Pistols, and you had, <laughs> and you had uh, Dead Kennedys, like the big names, and those bands are good, nothing wrong with that, but these guys stripped that shit down. And they just want to deliver a message. And they really, I, I would say this is like the biggest grindcore predecessor out there. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have bands like Napalm Death without Discharge. Yeah, the only thing I would add to that is some people would talk about Siege at this point yeah. uh, from Boston um, and, and, and how they contributed, I think, to the especially to the element of speed and the beginnings of grindcore. But you're not off base with anything you would say about Discharge, anything you just said too, man. Not overlooking Siege. I just... You know, I've been staring at this one in a, for a while. It's been in my collection. It's a great album. It's so visceral in a way. It just keeps going. It's literally the grinding that we talk about in grindcore. You know, pre-grindcore, where yeah. it's just that 
that fucking pushing all the way through. D-beats like a motherfucker. Train keeps rolling. The vocals are like chanty. They're like pub songs in a way. All the lyrics are very straightforward, and they're repetitive. It gets in your head. And that definitely falls in line with some of the grindcore shit. Yeah. You're using your, your vocals as a real instrument, and you're just, you want a hook out of it, you know? So this band, Discharge, if you don't know, English band, started in 1977. This is the classic lineup. You have Gary Maloney, Bones, Rainey, and Cal. So this is this band is still around today, and they just put out an album a couple years ago. But, think about this shit. 82. What were you doing in 82? I was uh, six years away from being shot out. I like to call it pre-seed. I was born yeah. in 82. Dude. Oh, shit, man. Look at this shit. Just a, uh, uh, the vocal performance is just so raw. Like, you know this guy is more angry than he is talented in a way. But he's yeah. got so much <laughs> commitment to every word that comes out of this dude's mouth. And it just grinds, man. So we got, we got like, the, the precursor to grindcore. And, like, what you were saying, Will, with black metal. Absolutely. Yeah, Some of the, that's that stick-in-your-head repetitive refrain bit. You know, that's the black metal. And, and it's just, great. Just think about all of the... Um the, the the corpse production, you know, noise production bands. Like, I, I feel like um, uh, Dark Throne, you know, later on in their career, had, went, went, went through a period where they were probably very influenced by Discharge. Yeah, fuck off and die. Uh, you could put that next to this collection, the Dark Throne album. You know, it yeah, sits yeah. perfectly with this. Yeah, and this also, I think, I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people get into metal and they kind of discount punk. Punk also, like, when you talk about punk, some people think you're just talking about Newfound Glory. Or something like that, like or Green Day. Like people don't really realize the history of punk or what punk used to mean. I, I you know, I always look at it like this: punk, metal, uh, hip hop, um, maybe something else I'm leaving out. But there, there was a lot of music that kind of was really a music of rebellion and outcast type of music in the <clears throat> late '70s, early '80s. That over time got very commercialized and twisted into a lot of different things and meanings. You know what I mean? Like, when we had Tim from Record Reserve on and he talked about his band Smut, um, you know, he was saying that they were just trying to make the riffs hardcore, but he wasn't talking about the genre hardcore. He was talking about the actual meaning of, you know, you say something's hardcore or whatever, you know what I mean? Something's really tough. And, like, you know, before you got lost in all these... uh, genre classifications punk rock was really just like an outcast rebellious form of music uh, going against pop music and conventional rock and roll music you know what i mean and it it has a certain like i you know i remember reading a lot about how when uh, chuck schuldner was doing uh you know recording the the first death album and and um a lot of the things that set it apart maybe from the more conventional metal is he was taking like the punk attitude towards production value and mm-hmm. and you know having a raw quality to your songwriting you know what i mean so that attitude of punk is is very prevalent in in hip hop and metal people just don't realize it yes sir like you said the labeling it's kind of done nothing but separate people from understanding music a little better yeah yeah and and not, and not just to also uh you know when we when we talked to Mason, uh, formerly of um, Enemy Soil um, mm-hmm. and of Reeking Cross, he uh, I remember I asked him about the power violence thing, and he didn't really like the term power violence. Yeah, How you, and I and I understand a little bit more, you know, because because when you when you put labels, it's like you have to label stuff sometimes to describe to people and to get new people into it. But then other times it's like, who gives a shit about if you, you either get it or you don't? You know what I mean? Like that type of thing, man. You know, and that's yeah. also speaking just to that. Dace Charge Psycho split tape I, I talked about before. That's that has a very punk mentality, and that mm-hmm. they don't care if it's online. 
They don't care if it can be spread easily. They make their tapes, you buy it or you don't. You come to their shows or you don't. You know what I mean? And that's a real punk mentality too, man. You know, so just, uh, you know, not not to rehash. I already talked a lot about the band Psycho, but there's, for, for that for that punk attitude and that punk mentality, there's a lot, you know, to be garnered there for, for like, where that connects into death metal, you know? Everything uh, gets a bad connotation once it starts to make money. And when, start, when people start to... When, when, People who can make decisions and put put names or uh, things in certain places uh, to become marketable start figuring out or seeing that young kids are into a certain sort of rebellious sort of attitude. That rebellious attitude is then repackaged Exploited. and sold yeah. back to them. Well, yeah, it's so like that's how everything becomes uh, uh, shitty. Th- th- this sort of like uh, genre bad word sort of game, whether it's deathcore or punk or fucking pop pop music back in the day in, in in the 50s and stuff like that was was the devil's music you know what i mean if, yeah. it, if it wasn't classical it all gets it's it's what gets sold back to you and what and what starts to make money and and the idea of being rebellious and and creating music and saying fuck you i'm gonna slam on this fucking instrument for a little while is that rebellious attitude and once people start seeing it being taken advantage of of, of or uh, start being a part of this sort of societal structure that you're rebelling against in the first place. That's where everybody gets a little fucking testy, you know. And and and, and we start getting deeper and deeper into the hole. Well, yeah. I mean, very true, true. But also, I mean, you know, when you uh, like, you know, you have A and R guys and record executive guys or whoever MTV guys that go, well, what if they look like Discharge, but we can get them to sound like the Backstreet Boys? And that's where you get, like, you know, you're out at Newfound Glory or some 41 or all those, that type of shit. I, I mean, you know, those guys, you know, they were probably teenagers or in their early 20s and they started bands or they were, you know, drafted by record executives to form a band or whatever happens with that shit. And, uh, you know, it was never punk to begin with. It's just, you know, it's kind of like a marketed look, a hot topic thing at that point, man. It's, it's you know, so like the idea of something being punk or, or not it's to me I, when I went like the real idea of punk is always in the attitude you know what I mean mm-hmm. man you, you could play the same chords that the Sex Pistols played and kind of like fake a, an English accent or whatever man but you know punk is more in the attitude and the approach to me you know what I mean yeah it's you not can, a t-shirt it's not yeah. a style of jean yeah I mean at, at, at this point you know the, it goes the, for everything yeah you know and, and, and you know for the people that start out maybe a little anti- Anti this, anti that, anti establishment, and then they they sign with a corporate label, or they they take more you know more advantage of the kind of corporate business structure for for music. I mean, that's uh, people call it selling out, and there is a sellout <laughs> element to it, man. But at the same time, it's like uh, we're all people, you know, we're all people. People people grow up and change. Your attitudes shift, and your attitudes change. You might realize you could affect different elements and and, uh, and and get your message across different ways if you have a bigger platform. So there's a lot of different ways to slice it, man. But, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the whole genres and labels and things, it is, it is a marketing gimmick, but it's also something that we use here on the Heavy Hold to describe bands. So it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword. Absolutely. Well, look, we got this, though. We got the precursor to a lot of music that we talk about here, whether it's punk rock, how you look at punk rock or not, whatever. Stop it. Is that what's on the Tony Hawk soundtrack? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just enjoy the music and uh, look at the history of it. The history is important, especially if you want to make music. Especially if you want to be part of the scene. Get into it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off our uh, our, our English uh, listeners right now, but we all know punk rock started right here in New York City oh. with the Ramones. Thank you. Drop it. 
suck your crumpets. Right. That's Thanks. it. That's the Thank heavy you. hole. All right. So the- <laughs> blood sauce is just tight, but whatever. Fuck you. All right. All right. Well, I wasn't trying to go against the whole uh, country there. Just Justin's just like immediately just, starting a war. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to get your back right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's. let's Sorry, England. Love the British Bulldog. Heavy hole. Thank you for listening. We got social media stuffs. We got the Twitter, Heavy Hole Pod. Justin, what's our Instagram? Yeah, hit me up on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. It's stealing all your data. It's the Heavy Hole Podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Will, what's what? Uh, how how are they gonna steal the info? How's the, uh, the Facebook gonna steal our info? The the Zuckerberg uh, code is uh, face the, the 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 Heavy Hole Podcast. It's it's 2019. Just look it up. I know. <laughs> Come on. I want to hear you say that every time. The heavy Hole Podcast. Uh, look it up on Facebook. Get cute. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Gmail. Heavy Hole Podcast at gmail.com. We got a, a phone number that you can call and leave an angry message about how shitty this podcast is. Six three one. That's important. Yeah, make, make sure it's on a landline so they can't track you. 631-837-3274. Give us a call. And thanks again. Punk rock and all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Tapes. There's no such thing as conspiracies. Nobody's trying to get you data. Well,